When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Right here on 104.9 The Horn, Smooth Soul Monday edition of Ball Don't Lie, when Patrick plays jams intended to soothe the tortured soul of sports fans who may have had a tough weekend. Definitely the case for Celtics fans and for Lakers fans who are both uh, down 3-0 in their uh, conference final series. We'll get back to that NBA conversation coming up in the top of the 5 o'clock. In the meantime, though, we got lots of uh, college football discussion to get into. A couple of college football stories to get into, but also Texas baseball. We got college baseball discussion as well. Harge, what you got coming up on Harge Knock Life? We're going to talk a lot of Texas baseball. We're going to talk about how this team has been riding the high of the highs and what's next for them as they head into the big uh, 12 tournament this Wednesday, 1230. Don't worry mm-hmm. about 1230 right here on 104.9 The Horn. I like that. I like that. All right, so Hard Knock Life coming up. We're going to talk some Texas baseball. We got into it a little bit uh, in the 3 o'clock. We'll get back to that conversation. Uh, but let's get to this uh, list of the top 25 hardest schedules in all of college football. This comes from – I got it from uh, – a good friends over at On3, but it's based on ESPN's, uh, basically it's based on their algorithm and their, uh, basically, I think it's based on Bill Connolly's uh, algorithm. So uh-huh. they strength of schedule, they throw in there, they throw in a lot of different things. Uh, but they believe that Texas has the 12th toughest schedule um, in these top 25 toughest schedules they rank. They had Ole Miss number one, Minnesota Golden Gophers number two, Got to go look at that schedule. (laughs) Uh, Florida Gators at three. Maryland uh, Terrapins at four. Auburn Tigers at five. Arkansas Razorbacks at six. Michigan State Spartans at seven. Tennessee at eight. Rutgers nine. Indiana at 10. And uh, South Carolina 11. The only schedules ranked ahead of Texas. You do notice a theme here. Uh, the SEC. I was trying to say SEC. Yeah, heavily represented. So Texas future home, which is going to be the SEC West. I mean, Ole Miss. Uh, is ranked number one. Uh, you have Auburn, who is ranked number five. Uh, you know, so yeah, you. I mean, that's just where that's where you're headed. Arkansas. Anyway. You got Arkansas. Yeah, forget yeah. about them. Yes, yeah, number six. So that's where you're headed. You you'll be you'll be constantly in the top ten of toughest schedules. No so doubt. If you're a Longhorn fan and this may be freaking you out a little bit, don't let it freak you out. You, you're headed to the SEC West. You'll always be in the top ten toughest schedules in the country, or close to it, because also 
you are beefing up your non-con. Your yeah, non-con absolutely. now has Michigan on it, Ohio State on there, right? You got a Georgia on there in the future. I guess we'll get rid of that. Um, Possibly. Going into the SEC, so yeah. it won't happen. But you still have a lot of non-cons with big-time opponents outside of the SEC, and I'm sure that they'll continue to do that going forward. Yeah, remember when we were talking a lot about, man, look at our home schedule, man. We're not playing any good teams. Well. That's what you signed up for now. You got good teams all the time that you're going to be facing every single week. So you got to get prepared for that right off the rip. Um, yeah, thir- I mean, I, I got to tell you, this Texas schedule seemed pretty favorable. Yes. Yeah. And especially considering, <laughs> I believe we're the only big tw- 12 team on the entire 25. Yeah, you are correct. So to not have the big 12 ranked as heavy, clearly – like, does that Alabama game just weigh so heavily on the non-con right. uh, that, that it knocked yep. them up Scotty that be. high? Yeah, knocked yeah. them up because, yeah. Because, I mean, be. if they're the only Big 12 team, it seems like it's a weird ratio. But Yeah, and it's not any no, of the right. teams that are on here either. Texas doesn't even play them this year either. So you would think there would be another team that was on there that would – have Texas's back, I guess you would say, to say, okay, they got this team, Alabama, but then none of the other teams in the Big 12, BYU, U of H, none of them that are coming in, no. Central Florida, none of them are on this this uh, no. difficulty schedule. Yeah, so. you're right. I mean, it's like I so, said. Yes, you're right, Patrick. Alabama is it. <laughs> and Alabama's 18th on this list. A&M, by the way, Aggies out there, you're 16th on this list. Right below LSU. I mean, basically the entire SEC West is on I was going to say the thing. entire SEC, no, it, it seems like. Mississippi State's on here at 24. <laughs> Alabama <laughs> at 18. Tennessee is 16. LSU is 15. South Carolina's 11. So, I mean, yeah, so it's most of the SEC, but then the SEC West, <laughs> I'd say it's like five teams out of the SEC West on here, five, six teams, and that'll soon be Texas, too. Yep. And I'm assuming, I don't know how big, the, we, don't, we still don't know about the divisions and all that kind of stuff, but Oklahoma's going with you, too, and you're going to end up playing Oklahoma. So, like I said, don't freak out. You'll constantly be ranked in this top 10. Yeah, you're going to be in the And mix. Oklahoma will, too. Somebody says, what's Oklahoma's schedule ranked? I, I, it didn't go that low. It did not go It didn't go that low. I mean, I hate to say it like that. It did not. I, I don't know. I'll, I'll do some research and find out where they actually have Oklahoma ranked, potentially, if they go a little bit deeper. But this is just the top 25. Yeah. Um, most dif- what they deem as the most difficult schedules. And I, and I will say, like I said, Texas schedule to me was really favorable. Because remember, they don't leave the state, but twice. Yeah. Alabama and well, Iowa, Iowa State, State, I think, yeah. are the only times they leave the state. Yeah. That they go, it's uh, great travel plans. They do kind of, yeah, the yep. Texas fight tour, if you will, but <laughs> I mean, they don't leave the state very often. So I, that's another good, like, to me, good stretch for Texas, or at least a, um, I think it's something that's favorable for Texas in the schedule. Okay, so we, I don't, we have not played a scheduled game with Texas. Yeah. And I think we all are in the, the I don't know, mindset that Texas will. I think the over-under is nine-and-a-half wins. Yep. Do we all believe over? Yes. Patrick, well, you were also an over guy with the nine-and-a-half when yeah. we went over? I'm, 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 I'm hoping. So I'm going to say <laughs> yes because I'm really hoping. He's, uh, he's, uh, he's cautiously optimistic. Yep. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. You've hey, got to be cautiously optimistic yes. these days. It's Texas football. Trust me. I'm with you on that. We're hoping Sark turns that around. Um, okay. Would you guys uh, consent to a – um, a just preliminary schedule <laughs> game with Texas. I'm in. You know, I'm we have in. not. I've not yeah. thought about this I'm or anything. In. So I'm, I'm all not, in. Just me, Robbie hasn't rehearsed this or anything, so I don't really know. I'm just gonna. I just pulled up the let's schedule. Let's go. Let's go blind. Let's go you blind. Go blind, blind let's go. It? Let's go. 
Okay, how about this? And I, I I'll uh, talk. I'll say the matchup. Then I'll count to three, and then we so we won't we won't influence each other's decision. Okay, I'll right. count to three, and then we all say win or loss. Okay, for Texas, is that cool? Let's go. All right. Okay, all right. So we'll start off with win. <laughs> <laughs> Drinking the Kool Aid, all right. Early on, okay. Uh, it's, I'll, I'll say this. I'll say the opponent. Then I'll count to three, and then um, we say whether it's a win or a loss. Okay. For us. All right. All right. Uh, versus Rice. One, two, three. Win. win. Yes, easy. Uh, at Alabama. One, two, three. Win. win. You win. <laughs> oh, no, no, you, you <laughs> gotta do it. I was, hold what? on. <laughs> Can I go for a tie? Did you want to go lost there? I do want to go lost there. Okay. I am going lost. Okay, I'm going to go lost. Go ahead. I know. See, now you got me thinking. No, I, I don't want you to think. We just, you, this is all blind. This is all it blind. Is, it was blind. Let's go. Let's go. I, I, I don't know why. Hey, I, look, no, I look, feel it's good because they don't have a quarterback exactly. yet. Exactly. Unless they get a quarterback in some point right before the season they get in this next they got the kid from Jalen Milrow no they got another one they got a transfer they got the kid from Notre Dame Dame, back up at Notre Dame who didn't have a quarterback last year (laughs) so I'm not I'm not putting it there I know it's Tommy Reese's guy but by the time we recently we we I, I think that they will figure out quarterback by by midway through the season halfway like they'll figure it out Think week two, they may not have it figured out yet. I would love to come I, in here and is, say, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say that Texas is that, that's such a big game for Texas. And right now, I might change my mind yeah. once I do more research on that matchup by the time we lead up to well, it. Well, leave me at the L. Um, Y'all stay I'm, with that win. I'm going to go W. Okay. Oh, yeah, I'm a, we're also going to see week one. Yeah. And if week one, Milro throws for 500 yards, <laughs> we're going to be like, oh, well, that's going to be a hard game. He's a bowling ball, He too. might throw 500 yards, but he'll turn it over five times. I was going to say, yeah, Every 100 yards or so, he's going to turn it over. Yep. All right, let's keep going here. Okay. Um, all right, so uh, versus Wyoming, one, two, three, win. win. Um, all right, at Baylor, starting your Big 12 schedule, one, two, three, win. win. Uh, versus Kansas, one, two, three, win. win. <laughs> versus Oklahoma. Uh huh. All right, a little revenge here for Oklahoma. One, two, three, win. win. Yeah, I got him winning that one too. Uh, at U of H, win. You ain't even got to count. <laughs> you ain't even got to count. They're yeah, so, yeah. they trying to get rid of all their players are leaving. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they lost their running back. He went to Dion. What? <laughs> he went true. to prime time. I'll give you that one, two, three, win. No, I think you got a yeah. runaway uh, kind of hype train early on. Yep. Uh, October 28th versus BYU. One, two, three. Loss. See, he beat me to it. I'm going to go win. I'm going win, too. And I'm going to go versus K-State. Loss. One, two, three, loss. That's my loss. That's my loss, too. I'm going to go win. I'm going to go loss versus win. K-State. That's the loss. Okay. Yeah, that one's staring him in the face. And y'all not going to – you might not like it going forward either. All right. <laughs> At TCU, one, two, three, win. 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 I feel good about that one. At Iowa State. Is one, Decker's back? Yes. They don't have Xavier Hutchinson. They're losing some pieces, but they lost Will McDonald on defense too. One, two, three. Win. Loss. I got a loss. Okay. They're too hype. They're too, they're, they're too high. They ride way too high at that point. Okay. <laughs> they got the loss of K-State. Lost Iowa State. Think about Iowa State. That three high safety defense. 
always gives Sark trouble. It does. And they will true. be on the road versus that three high safety defense. They're working this is, on it. This is the pioneer. We're working on it. He's been working on it for like three years now. <laughs> they working and it on still, it, dog. And it still works on him every damn time. I say that's going to be another random block. Not saying I would say it's a better team, but I would say it always gets one every year. They're going to get yeah, that one. They're going to get that one. They, they, they almost had like two or three last year. He just, he, Mike Cowan might have had the worst yeah. luck that he's ever had as yeah. a coach last year. I think they uh, they might get up and get Texas. I can't get Texas to 11 wins like just that easy. All right, uh, versus Tech. Oh, all right, versus Tech. One, two, three, win. win. I know. I'm I'm actually kind of I'm leaning. It's a home game. Last game. If it was at Tech, I'd go lost. Harge, that's why. (laughs) <laughs> because everything says we should win this game. <laughs> and, and Texas Tech has this really annoying way of ruining things I enjoy. And that's, that, and that's Black Friday. That's Black Friday. It's the, last, it's the last time we will ever play Texas Tech in Possible. football. No, no, no. I'm Possibly. with you on that. I, oh, no, no, no. No, after this loss, we're never playing them again. <laughs> You're right. I'll, Texas won't be motivated to do that because <laughs> Texas, they have ruined things for Texas too yeah. often yeah. to no. go back and play them again. And I, I will say there's a there's a, if there's a uh, matchup that I'm waning on, it would be that Tech one. That Tech one and that BYU one. The Tech and that BYU one. Them... I, I, I could easily see myself flipping and waffling on that, doing more research toward the end of the season. Hey man, I'm gonna ha- you I'm said gonna- over. You got to get to the over. You didn't get me three. I got three. ten. I thought you had three losses. No, he's no, got no. two. Oh, you I got two. Got I got two. Iowa okay. State and K-State. All right, but yeah, I said yeah, two. The BYU, we, we all have two losses. All right, cool. the, the BYU worries me and the Tech worries me. Yeah. Those two work because BYU, you never know what the hell you're going to get in BYU. They, They're they, grown they, they, men. They, yes. they got mortgages and families. They've been on missions around the world. These are Someone, totally. Their O linemen could be the fathers of our O linemen. That is a difference <laughs> in age. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's, that's unpredictable. And then Joey McGuire. I like Joey McGuire. Yeah. I like Joey. He beat, he beat Sark down with, you know, in Lubbock. Yeah. Because he wanted to be a riverboat gambler. But nah, I, I, my man's coming back. Sark is. We're going with Coach Sark, not Coach Steven at that point. Coach Sark will be calling plays and dialed in. And all of this has a lot to do with injury, too. So we'll see where everybody is at that point. That's and, then, and once we get back to the regular season, when we start breaking down all these teams and start looking at those schedule, this was all blind. I'm still going with that. I'm worried about the trip to Tuscaloosa. It's a night game. It's a crazy environment. Yeah. It's going to be something that – you know, everybody comes to see the Texas show. We all talk about that. What are these players going to be able to do in that environment? Are they going to be up to it? This That trip to, to uh, Alabama reminds me a little bit of that trip to Ohio, to Ohio State. That's what I look at this game. When VY and then went to Ohio State and it was rowdy and both teams were looking to be National title contenders. I know there was more on the line at that game because you lose, you're pretty much out of it at that point. But that was the stepping stone. If Texas can go there and win on the, in that environment, we could be in line for a very special season. There are five games that we have decided that are essentially could be turning point games for Texas. Bama game, mm-hmm. the BYU game, Mm-hmm. K-State game. I'm throwing Iowa State in there, too, because it's on the road. So only, it's yeah. only got two games on the road. One's yeah. Iowa State, and they run that three high safety defense, which is the only defense, in my opinion, that has really kind of stupefied uh, Coach Sark and turned Coach Sark into Coach Steven oftentimes. And then that Tech game. So those are the five. The Tech that, that, worry, that worry us collectively. Yes. Yes. 
Yes, that those we don't are five feel that confident as a yeah. group. And so one of those other ones will at least be close that we had no idea was going to be close. <laughs> oh yeah, no doubt. One of those. Uh, one of those will be like a, we come back in on Monday morning, like throw it all away. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Burn it to the ground. Yeah, yeah. Uh, no, but it, it, Texas, you know, they got a good shot this year, obviously. Uh, but I think it, it, I'm with Harge. I think that Bama game is going to tell us a lot about this team. Um, no question about that. Okay. Um, Let me tell you a lot about my friends over at the League Kitchen and Tavern. That's right. I got a chance to go by there. I went to the Avery Ranch location. And tonight is Monday, so you know what it is. The League offers gourmet burgers that are ground in-house and made from scratch. You get two burgers for the price of one. But you can only do it if you dine in. And since we're talking about burgers, the May Burger of the Month is the Santa Fe Burger. It's a house blend patty, hatch chili braised pork, pepper jack, pico de gallo on an aioli bun. That's right. You get a chance to enjoy that. And if you're over there, go ahead and get yourself the cocktail of the month, the prickly pear. And if you want an entree that kind of fills you up, my favorite is the Hatch Chili Pork Enchiladas. Whether you're doing dine-in or pickup, the league has something for you. You can view monthly specials and the menu at leaguekitchen.com. That's leaguekitchen.com. All right, uh, we'll uh, get into some more college football stuff. We have some a couple of the stories, too. Uh, there's a top 10 strongest arms in college football rankings that I want to get to, um, and we'll also get to uh, the predicted to be the most uh, explosive and exciting players on the new uh, college football game that's coming out. We know now that they can have actual players. They can have act- The players can opt in, I should say. They can opt in to use their name. Like, I'm sure most of them will. I was going to say, how can much money paid? did they say that they get? They did they give them a fee? They did say okay. what the share would be, but I'm sure. Yeah. I mean, It's going to be handsome. Well, my thing was, if you don't opt in, you get nothing. Right. So just opt in. You get nothing. They just use some rando as you, you know what I mean? Something RCB? With your, yeah, something with, yeah, right RCB quarterback. With your, with your skin skin pigmentation out there, with your haircut, you know what I mean? With but your it, fade. Yeah, like, no, man, just you know, use your name. That'll break you off a little chunk. Yeah, and yeah. trust me, if you, as you get older, I'll tell all of you guys, if you get older, you want to you want your likeness on a video game. Absolutely. That means way more than you that little check they're going to give you. Because when I have kids, I'm at least I can brag to them that I was on a video game. No now, they're going to be like, Dad, this video game is lame and looks like it's pixelated. I don't even, I can't even look, I can't even recognize you on the so, game. Yeah, exactly. But they're gonna it, be like, Dad, I just made a video game on my phone and I'm in it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm there exactly I'm better than you on the game that I made than the game they made for you. But no, no doubt. But still I think it'll mean more to them I think so too. from a sentimental standpoint. Right, that kind of thing. Um, all right, uh, like what, you, what you got uh, coming up on Harsh Knock Life for the people? The Texas Longhorn baseball team won the Big Twelve, a share of it, but the way that they got there and the road to it. Is something to behold, and special shout out to Coach David Pierce. Oh yeah, man! Hey, he can coach some ball, can he? Yeah. Rumor has it that he can. <laughs> the record tells you. Uh, we'll come back. We're talking uh, Texas baseball on the other side, right here on Ball Don't Lie on one hundred four nine The Horn. Ladies and gentlemen, guys and dolls, the main event of the evening for your entertainment and pleasure. Mike, you have to be so combative. Yeah, I probably wouldn't say this in front of white folks. But in front of y'all, don't speak my mind. He has emotional anger issue problems. Hey, are you Dirty Mike and the boys? I'm Mike Lowry. Michael! Oh, that's funny. Michael! Welcome back to a Smooth Soul Monday edition 
of Ball Don't Lie. It's your boy Hardball Hards. You can follow me on Twitter at Hardball Hards. You can follow my man Rob Babers at Rob Babers. Oh, and of course, you can follow the man behind the glass at It's Patrick Davis. We also love it when you're a part of the show. So hit us up on the Specs text line, 512-337-3776. And I'm going to dedicate this Hards Knocks Live to the Texas Longhorns baseball team from top to bottom there was a bunch of questions that were being asked about this team from the very first pitch matter of fact let's take it all the way back to the offseason when we were still trying to figure out what the team was going to look like you had lost so many players uh, that it was really hard to figure out what team was going to be fielded you ended up having to replace so many characters on this team whether it was uh, Ivan Melendez, the consensus player of the year, got every single award that you can possibly get. Then you look at some of the guys that got drafted, where they were going, Murph Staley, uh, big pieces, Skylar Messenger, all the way around there were guys that you were looking at. And, of course, can't forget about my man Douglas Hodo Jr. Hodo, the <laughs> baller that was tracking center field. <laughs> well, then the offseason happens and you start to see different moves and you – realized that Texas was going after some big-name guys, but those big-name guys didn't come to the University of Texas. They went on, they went to different universities, and they extended their careers elsewhere. But we were all sitting here trying to figure out what was going to happen with this baseball team. We didn't know who the true leaders were going to be. A lot of guys that had experience, you didn't know if they were ready to take that next step. They've all come out and they've done that. Uh, Coach Pierce had to release – replace Troy Tulawiski, who went on. Now he brings in Steve Rodriguez, former head coach at Baylor University, did a great job, comes in, former teammate of mine. Then you figure out, well, you need to get a pitching coach. Well, who are you going to go get? Woody Williams. Ah, oh, man, we don't – why are we getting Woody Williams, man? <laughs> well, he's a former big leaguer and he's doing all this. But can he come in here and coach this team? What is he going to do to make this different? Oh, man, Coach Pierce is a pitching guy too. Is this going to work? Is this going to be Okay. Well, they found a way to get it to work out. And I know we've had people hitting us up on the Specs text line from day one. He needs to go. All he does is win, folks. All he does is win. And I I, I was part of the group that was really questioning, okay, I'm big on getting Texas guys to play for Texas. I'm huge on that. I'm born and raised here. I understand what it looks like. I understand what it was. And I understand that we need to get back to – X level. Well, X level is continuing to win Big 12 championships yep. and competing for it. I still remember after that very first week, I got a chance to call the uh, Globe Life Classic for Flow Baseball starting the season off. And I had every one of Texas baseball games this year, every one of them. And I was like, ooh, three to two against Arkansas, tough battle, just a tough play down the line. If he makes the play, game's different. Then you go against Missouri. Missouri's not one of the best teams in the SEC, but they were scrapping mm-hmm. all year, and they've done some things. They end up losing that game five to, uh, six to five. And you're like, man, then one play here, one play there, one pitch here, one pitch there, just battling, battling, battling. Then the Vanderbilt game happened, mm-hmm. and it was probably the worst baseball game I'd ever seen Texas baseball play. I mean, they could not field it to save their lives. They lose the game 12-2. to two. Well, then they come home on that Tuesday and they play Corpus Christi, Texas A&M Corpus Christi. They play Indiana, a three-game series, and then they play LSU. 
I got a chance to watch LSU. So starting the season off, I got to see Texas. At the mm. Round Rock Classic, I got the chance to call the games. I got a chance to see Kansas State. The Frisco Classic, the following week, I got a chance to see Oklahoma. Hmm. And what did I say when I came back here? Y'all mm-hmm. asked me about the panic button. Mm-hmm. I was like, hey, man, I think these guys got a chance because I've seen the rest of the Big 12, and if everything goes okay, they can they can be in the mix. And then mm-hmm. you see that game against LSU where LeBaron Johnson, Texas, ended up losing it. LSU was the number one team in the nation. You saw that pitching performance by LBJ, LeBaron Johnson, and we're like, wait a minute. If he can figure it out, this is going to be a good baseball team because we know what Lucas Gordon is going to give us on Friday. Now, is this team going to be able to hit? I was in the elevator at the beginning of the season with Jared Thomas, the first baseman. They call him Snake Farm. That's his Mm. nickname now. I I was in the elevator, and I asked him, I said, hey, young man, you ready to go? He was like, yeah. I'm so excited about this. I'm like, like he's, he was so amped up, hmm. and he struggled at the beginning of the season because he was adjusting to college baseball. Yep. Your first weekend, you're going up against arms from the SEC, and you still are trying to figure yourself out at the plate. You're trying to find your comfort level, and all he did was bat what three forty no three forty one for the season hmm. as a freshman. True That's freshman. That's unbelievable. Who I had talked to some of my scout buddies, and they were like, yeah, this kid's got a chance because of his makeup, his build, the way he goes about it. All he's got to do is figure out how to be comfortable in the batter's box because he played a great first base, too. He did an unbelievable job. So this kid comes up, and he starts powering the baseball and got hot at the right time. Mm-hmm. He's got a 341 batting average where people at one point were – I was. We need to bench him. He's not helping us. No, let him go out there and fight. What I say? Long let season. Mm-hmm. Let him see pitching. And if you're you're talented enough, you can flip the script. Then you start looking at Peyton uh, Powell. He was going back and forth with Jalen Flores, who was playing third base at the beginning of the season. So on the corners, you had a freshman at third base and a true freshman at first base, and they were trying to scuffle and go through it. So Peyton Powell gets inserted into – the two-hole and doing some dh and Then he goes over there and starts picking it. And that young man, all he did was hit 369 on the season. Nice. And then we get to Eric Kennedy and Porter Brown and, and of course, Dylan Campbell. These guys in this lineup, hmm. you said it at the very beginning of the show, Rob. You go 369 by Peyton Powell. You go 343 by Dylan Campbell. You go 341 with Jared Thomas. You go 337 with Porter Brown. Garrett Gilmet 317. Eric Kennedy, 313 with 16 bombs. And he's batted from every part, part of the lineup. Mm. Then you look at what Jack O'Dowd was able to do to be the second baseman on this squad. Mitchell Daly, he was having his up and down at shortstop. Kid started making some big-time plays mm. and just started blocking out all the noise and just going and playing. He made the moves. But Coach Pierce moved people around trying to find it. The one thing that he said he was always going to do is keep his lineup consistent. He did that. He inserted Jared Thomas at the number one at the leadoff. He's been on. You see Peyton Powell, been on. And Dylan Campbell, who just named uh, Big 12 Player of the Week, has been on the entire start of the season. He was struggling. Oh, man, D.C.'s trying to do too much. What's going to happen with him? All my man do, does is got a 33-game hitting streak and a 39-consecutive games with reaching base history history in the making my man is doing his thing mm-hmm. and it's it's so fun to watch and as we were talking about you start looking at this pitching staff 
Lucas Gordon, we knew what to expect from him. He ended up going six and one, started fifteen games. I mean, started fourteen games, made one appearance out of the bullpen, and everybody was losing their mind when he did mm-hmm. that. Because remember, it was a side day, and everybody's like, "Oh my God, what is he doing? Why is he coming into the game?" He pitched. Yep. He was panicked. He was going to throw in the bullpen anyway. Let him go out there and get his work in on the mound and have a game situation and also know, hey, if I need to use him in a pinch to come in and get a lefty out, I can go and get him. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what he did. The story for me, though, has been the growth and maturation of LeBaron Johnson. LeBaron Johnson was somebody that you could see the ability. I mean, he's a beautiful athlete. When you look at it, and it's something that uh, a pitching coach dreams of. A big, tall, lanky arm that's got some life that can, if you can work with him and get him to control everything and get that synergy going mm-hmm. with his release point, he's nasty. He is definitely nasty. And again, you saw that performance against LSU. So when all of this has taken place and you have guys that accept challenges and accept the opportunities that are given to them, that's huge. And I've been really, really impressed with the way that this team has handled everything. I told you, I said, I want to see what their defense ends up being. How is their defense going to translate? Hmm. Well, their defense, they got a fielding percentage of 980, which uh, is 14th in the nation. You can play with that. You look at their their batting average, ranks 40th in the nation hmm. at 302. You look at their slugging percentage, ranks 34th at 511. The pitching staff ranks 12th. In ERA in the nation, they are twelve. I mean, fourteenth in hits allowed per nine innings, and they have their thirty seventh in WHIP. That's uh, walks, hits per innings pitch. I mean, these guys have gone out there and done an unbelievable job. And from going from the unknown to hoisting that trophy on Saturday at home, this has been probably one of his best works uh, for hmm. Coach Pierce because nobody knew. And, I, and if they told you that – if he told you that he knew that that was going to happen, I'd be like, come on, dog. Nobody knew. You knew your guys were going to compete because that's what you do when you mm-hmm. come here. But as far as knowing that you guys were going to be at the top of the Big 12, I think that would be a far stretch. But I'd also say – you don't know what you had until they go out there and start playing. That's true. And you don't know what other teams have until they go out there and start playing. So when people are looking and saying, don't forget, don't forget the team that they swept this weekend, they were ranked number six. And Texas wasn't ranked. And they went out there and beat the snot out of them. Like, submission, tapping out in every one of those games. Mm. So it gets a little hairy, though, in the back end of that bullpen. That's something that's going to be needed to kind of figure out uh, now that it's crunch time. But as far as the starting pitching, you've gotten everything you could want out of that staff and a lot more. No, it's been unbelievable. The Like I said, the this guy, it's not a turnaround, really, but the journey – because I'm with you. I'm not even sure if this team knew what they were capable of. Right. At you know, right when they went on that 16 game win streak, I think that's when they started to see some of it. Yep. Started to put some of the consistency together. Where Mac Brown always said, "Got to be consistently good to be, be great." Consi- yep. And you're not gonna get to great till you get consistently good. And I think that's when they saw, "Hey, man, we can be consistently good." Yep. And if you're consistently good, then you're on the verge of being great. 
And I think that's when they started to believe, like, hey, man, we got it in us. So maybe yeah. the team started to believe at that point. But I'm with you. On the outside, uh, no. based on the spec text line, the stuff that we were reading, uh, very few. The stuff that we wasn't even talking yeah. about on air. Yeah, exactly. Some of y'all jumped <laughs> off the bandwagon. Uh, a lot of y'all stayed on the bandwagon. But yeah. like Rod B, y'all criticized the ride the whole damn time. Exactly. And that's cool. And that's good. That's good. Yeah, you're, that means you're a real fan. It's all good. But I'm with you. It, it is a, it's a great story. And like the hope is that they're peaking. Yes. Like, and right now, like yes. they're peaking at the perfect time while they embark on the postseason, and that seems to be the case. Yeah, I'm 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 excited for these guys <laughs> now. Obviously, the job is not done. There's still some unfinished business. Uh, they're right as we talked about earlier. Right now, they are leaning to be a host for the regionals, mm. which would be great because you all know whenever you get a chance to play baseball here at the University of Texas in front of these crowds. You know that this is a baseball crowd. Yep. So people will be definitely into it. They will show out, uh, show up. And so right and now, D1, and show out, uh, <laughs> D1 baseball's projected field for right now would be Texas, Loyola Marymount, Dallas Baptist, mm-hmm. Dallas Baptist, and Texas A&M. That is the field that they have as of right now for the University of Texas. Oh. Yeah. Put the Aggies in there. Huh? Put the Aggies. You got to have the Aggies. You got to have the Aggies and in there. And it goes huh? number one, Texas. Number two, Dallas Baptist. Number three, um, Texas A&M. And number four, four, Loyola Marymount. All right. Uh, there you go. Uh, nice uh, Texas uh, baseball breakdown with men hearts there. A lot of people excited about Texas baseball and Texas softball, too. Congrats. Texas softball. Keep moving uh, on, baby. Women, man. Yeah, they are uh, making moves, too. They're advancing to the uh, Super Regional. So we'll continue to update you on all of those topics. We come back. We'll get into a little off the record here. Several different stories I want to hit in off the record. Uh, so we'll do kind of a smorgasbord of different topics right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn. Do you love the shows, but they never seem to get around to your question or comment? Just tweet us your questions, comments, and concerns. If yours is chosen, we'll make your favorite host answer in a video so you can see and hear the responses. Tweet at the Horn ATX with a hashtag QCC. We'll even say your Twitter handle and get you a couple new followers. Questions, comments, and concerns on the Horn Twitter and YouTube page. Subscribe and follow YouTube.com forward slash The Horn Austin. Hey, what's up, folks? Lifetime Longhorn Rod Babers here. Uh, we all understand that you know, the car uh, business can be a frustrating one, right? Especially when you have to uh, lease a car, when you're looking for the perfect car for you and for your family, and you also want to find the perfect car with the perfect price, all right? And that can be a really tough and frustrating process for you. You got to go out. You got to go price shop, go to all different dealerships. You got to go make sure that, you know, the your, the car that you want uh, is, is something that the, the dealership can even provide for you maybe they gotta you know look for it somewhere else maybe they gotta ship it in town it's a lot of different things and a lot of different factors that can play a role in you getting the car that you want you know what you can just dismiss all that uh with my friends at apple leasing right apple leasing will do the hard work for you they'll go through all the stress and all the headache of finding a car you want the perfect car whether it's a sedan or an svu whatever it is uh they can help you find the perfect price you want and the payment that you want that's what they do that's why they're doing business here in austin for almost 40 years because they put the customers first and foremost and you are their top priority. As a matter of fact, customer satisfaction is their top priority. So right now, go give them a call 512-346-9977 That's all it takes is one phone call or one click on Apple Leasing's website at AppleLeasing.com and they can help you get you a price on any car that you want. My man Harsh knows all about that. People always ask me, they're like, Harsh, do you really drive a car from Apple Leasing? I'm like, 
Go look at my license plates. It's all over there. And this is why, because they make it so easy. Everybody doesn't have the time to go out car shopping. And everything that we do now, you can go online and look for. Here's an easy way. Go over there and apply for that easy lease. All you got to do, there's no money down, no car payments for 90 days with the easy lease. And as my man Rob Babers was telling you, it's easy. All you have to do is tell them the make, tell them the model. And everybody wants to know, is it tough to get out of a lease? I might already have this lease. Don't worry about that. They make this all easy for you. And a lot of times you're at work and you don't have time to go over there to make sure that you get all the paperwork signed. They got DocuSign. That's the way the world is moving and they are keeping up with it. If you want the opportunity to go over there and make some friends, as my man Scott Cross is always talking about, he's making friends and leasing cars and doesn't even have to be in that order. All you want to do is get over there, go to AppleLeasing.com today. That is AppleLeasing.com or give them a call, 512-346-9977, AppleLeasing.com. D.D. Megadoodoo, I'm sorry, Mangoodoo. Once it's turned on, the sign will spell out Deli Cat Essen. Well, well, I don't get a break my head cold. Congratulations. Continue good sex in the Big big East. Thank you, Jimmy. And boom goes the dynamite. It's time for another edition of Off the Record. Do it live. I'll write it and we'll do it live. And thing sucks. All right, welcome back to Ball Don't Lie right here on 104.9 The Horn. Uh, This study comes from YouGov. It's a very personal uh, study. Um, Got a personal question I got for you guys, too, based on uh, uh, this study that was done by YouGov. So basically, (laughs) the study wants to know how often, as a man, just for men, how often you sit down to urinate. And at different countries that they surveyed to try to find out how often men are sitting down to urinate. Okay, so this is a perfect question for our morning show host, Bucky Godbo and Aaron Hogan, because Aaron said he does it every morning. So he doesn't turn a lot. He sits because he's got to be conscious of the late night. Yeah, because his wife is still sleeping and he doesn't want to wake up. So he's doing it. And they don't want to make a mess. Going to be considerate. Yes. Good for him. You have a nightlight in there. I have a little nightlight kind of in the bathroom so at least I can see. Yeah. Well, I've, I've, I've made that trip so many times, I think I know where I'm going. You're never going to stub your toe in I, the I'll make sure we clean that out <laughs> before we go to bed. Every my wife will leave open the drawer in the yeah. bathroom and I will hit it yeah. going to the bathroom. Uh, Oh, dude, it's like she I does got, it on purpose. I don't know, but it has happened more than once. And I I will hit that drawer and all types of expletives will just rain down. Uh, anyway, I but, do. I, I will say that I do it at least. Three to four times in the morning, like, I mean, I'm talking whoa, whoa, whoa. about for the morning, for the morning. You sit yeah. three or four times in the morning, not the one time in the morning. I'm like I go to the bathroom in the morning and I sit. You sit. Yeah, because I'm trying. Yeah, because I don't know. So you're like E Hogan. I'm like E Hogan. Okay. Yeah. All right. So how often are we sitting? Uh, uh, every time. Okay. Not every time. No, 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 no. Percentage. You go to the bathroom a day. How often you're sitting? What Just in the morning sitting? time. So like you're talking about one like ten percent for you? Yeah, ten percent. Okay, actually, then that lines up with Americans, American yeah. men. Yeah. Says percentage of we American. men who sit, <laughs> who sit down. Okay, how about this? This is the percentage of men who say they sit down every time they urinate. Oh, no. 
From uh, for U.S. men, they say ten percent of men say they sit down every time, every time they go. That's Even crazy. they go in the public. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. No. I agree because in the public toilet. I mean, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah, you don't have to do. Why you work? Why you? Yeah. you you exposing yourself. You don't have to. Are you are you sitting because you think you might have to do something else? I think or, it may be comfort. Uh, yeah, is it is it a deal where you're like, you know what? I'm, I'm just gonna take all day. Like I, I bet all ten percent have kids, <laughs> and they're just like, this is the time. This I get to my, get on my phone. I'm gonna yeah. get on my phone. And hang out. I just sit here and do this. I don't like hanging out in public restrooms. I don't like hanging out in private than bathrooms. I, have to do. I don't want to be in my. I don't want to be in any bathroom for that long. My bathroom, I don't mind. My bathroom is clean. Yeah, nice. but I'm still not. Hey, it smells good. When, when I say hang out, <laughs> I'm in, in there to do. I'm in there to do. I'm in there to do what I need to do, and yes. then I can back. I don't need to be in there any longer. I don't even like speaking to other men. Uh, other men in the restroom. When I see like one of y'all in there, I try not to even talk to y'all. What's up, man? Like, man, leave me alone. Don't talk to me. I'm in the restroom. Meet me in the hallway if you want to talk to me. Conversation there. Let's go. I I don't want to be in there long. I don't want to start a conversation and we're like, "Yeah, hey, so how's everything going with them?" Also, also, eye contact's a weird thing in that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. I don't even have eye contact when my pants are undone. (laughs) Maybe that's why they go in the stall and sit though. That's so nobody talks about in the stall. That's right. You don't have to talk. You avoid all that weird, awkward interaction. You just go in the stall. Yeah, but you can go in the stall and not sit down. Speaking of that, that is true. Speak, yeah, for sure. You can I, definitely do that. Yeah. Uh, well, I gotta tell you, I. What's your me, number? I'm very low here. I don't do this very often at all. No, this, just to pee. No, no. It's got. No. I, honestly, I'm probably at one percent or less. I would it say just never happens. To I me, would really. say I, I pee outside more than I pee sitting down. I agree with that. That's this. very fair because I, yeah, I love it off great. my back porch. Yes. Yeah. yeah, I agree. I agree with Patrick on that. I, I, that is true. So if my neighbors that, are listening, don't wonder up. what I'm doing in the backyard. <laughs> uh, just every, check it on the plans. Dude, yeah. Every man does that. What yeah. is that about men? That's, it's, it's the freedom. Doing it in the it's the it's freedom. So, it's not about hanging out in the backyard. It's like, I'm just going to go out here. I'm, I'm here. Me and the well, dog. My daughter tried to walk outside the other day to talk about, let's go swing my bat. She, has a, she bought a brand new bat the other day at Academy, and she was like, I'm ready to hit off the tee. I'm like, not right now <laughs> go back inside go back inside, go go back inside. that's also like i, I got a pool in the backyard where i live now so like that if you got the pool then you're like i'm not gonna go back in the house and track water back in the house to but i'm also yeah. not peeing in the pool right you gotta oh, go yeah, on the side yeah. so yeah. i you gotta go side, around somewhere. there no, yeah. well, sometimes it just makes sense i agree it's, yeah. it's, just, it's more practical like yeah. It's pragmatic for me to go out and why not go in the house? I've been working in the yard for two hours. Right. You want me to go inside the house? Yeah. Talk about dirty back clothes, right back yeah. Nah, no, no. I'm good. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. Hey, so story about the bathroom <laughs> and talking in the bathroom. <laughs> Very first time I met my father-in-law. Oh, no. We were at a basketball game. I was going to the bathroom. I hadn't met him before. I hadn't met him, didn't know anything about him, but I, I knew what he looked like. Okay. So we're walking into the bathroom. He's walking in, and I'm looking at him, and I'm like, "Say, oh no, are you?" Uh... <laughs> you approach him in the bathroom. Oh yeah, we're both at the oh, urinals. No. We're both at the urinals, and and he's like, "Yeah, who's asking?" And I told him who I was, <laughs> and he's like, "Well, my hands are full. I'll talk to you in a little bit." Exactly. <laughs> I was like, "What am I supposed to do with this introduction in the bathroom?" Hey, at least he knew I was cool. I just came right away and be like, "Say, man." Are you her father? <laughs> and he goes, who's asking? I was like, that's my man right there. Oh, man, yeah. that is great. That so, yeah, I talked about the urinal. <laughs> yes, you're right. You're both. I try to act like no eye contact, yeah. act like they don't no. know each other in there. Right. So don't take it personal. If you see me in the restroom, you're like, right, he's acting weird. I always act weird. <laughs> it's a restroom. I'm trying to get out yeah. of that place. Yeah. As quick as I can. I was talking about this. Uh, you know what country 
uh, says they sit down forty uh, percent of. This is forty percent of the men say they sit down every time they pee in this country. Forty percent. Forty percent of the men that were surveyed say they sit down every time to urinate in this country. France. Uh, France is nineteen percent. Which is still pretty high. That is high. Double with America. You got a guess here, Patrick? What country? You're going to be kind of surprised. I'm surprised by this country being at the top of this list. They're pretty known for being pretty hardcore throughout history. <laughs> so we're going Russia? Germany? Germany, it is. It's yeah. Germany. Germans. Oh. <laughs> yeah, the 40%. Yeah, the but they German seem prim men. and proper. Huh? Like, they seem prim and proper and neat. I guess so. Yeah. I'm a little shocked by it. And Australia is 25 25%. Yeah, Australia surprises me. That's Because they got a bidet. No, but here's they got the bidet. That's how you <laughs> when you're peeing. I was gonna say you must really no, like you're stuff. about sitting down. But you like stuff I know, just shooting you, up there. If you go use it, might have went the number one. might have went number two early. And I'll tell you this: <laughs> I don't know how many wild animals in Australia. But from everything I've seen, I want to be mobile at all times. Exactly. Things I don't want to be sitting on that. Yeah, I, like, I don't know what. Spider is in this <laughs> toilet. I mean, mobile. <laughs> I'm with you on that, too. But there you go, guys. Uh, the other results, Spain at 14% of the men. Canada's at 16% of the men. Mexico, 6%. So oh, yeah. Only 6% of the men are sitting down um, and every time they have to go. Every time is kind of wild to I me. Mean, every yep. time? Every, every time. It seems inconvenient to go every time. And like no, I said, I'm trying like to get a... out of the bathroom. That's also pants stuff. all the way down. You exactly. Gotta, like, I'm, not, I'm not trying to expose myself that yeah. much. Why would you want to be exposed? You don't need to be exposed. <laughs> yeah. right? I'm, I'm with Patrick on this. We're good. That's crazy. Uh, just me. I, I haven't even, <laughs> at this place here, I've never even gone number two. I've been here for six years. No, I don't think I have either. What'd you, what did you never. say the other day? If you have my to, timing is better than most people. No, this is my theory. That I think it's a great theory. If you have to do that somewhere other than your house, and if you're not on vacation, then you plan poorly. Well, your you're boy poor planning. Your boy puts miles on his car because I'll drive all the way home to do it. Hey, I'm hey, telling you right hey, now, your boy. My Apple leasing is because I drive to my house to go to the bathroom. That's why Apple. You got three Apple leases. That's leases. why I got three Apple leases. Oh, hard to go I north to the south to the crib. Hey, hey I, I, I did want to say for the record, legalize it. You are not allowed in my pool. Because your statement that it's okay to pee in the pool is not it, not no, allowed. No, we don't. No, nope. this not is, allowed. This is why I don't like water parks. This is why I don't like kids in my pool. <laughs> like, why, you, why you like kids in I'm like, first of all, we're allowing the pee up. I got some drunk friends, so something's going to slip out somewhere. <laughs> that is but, true. But I, if I have kids, I'm automatically oh, yeah. allowing for a large amount. Yes. Yeah, you, they, you're causing uh, all problems kids pee for in the pool. yourself. All yeah. kids pee in the pool. Yeah. Yeah. Even when yeah. you were a kid, you pee in the yeah. pool. Yeah. When you're a kid, you pee in the pool. Well, because yeah. you're like, as soon as I get out, only bad things can happen. It's like Daryl Royal was throwing the football. There's like three things can happen, <laughs> and most of them are bad. My mom's going to be like, time to go. <laughs> yeah, you need to dry off and take some time out. If I stay in the pool, I'm good. I used to love the myth that there was like this, uh, this like, floor, like color, like color, fluorescent. Oh, it just comes out. Yeah. Like stuff that it can show that yeah. if you are being in a pool because it mixes with the urine. I don't, th- I don't know if that's true. I've never been in that. I don't too. know. I don't know. I don't know. It'd be fun, though, to just put some dye in your pocket <laughs> and just put out some dye. Just like, freak out. Oh. <laughs> You would get a lot of people that way. That'd yeah. be good. Yeah. Uh, all right, there you go. Interesting conversation. Let's get back to uh, some sports here. We'll talk about the Heat and the Nuggets being up 3-0, Carmelo retiring, and Raj Rand of the day. I'm going to bring up one of my most unpopular sports opinions in my days uh, in Austin radio. We'll rehash that because there's a top 75 quarterbacks of the 2000s list by ESPN that was dropped. We'll discuss it 
But also, the list agrees with my unpopular opinion, and you guys are going to hate it. Right here on Ball Don't Lie on 104.9 The Horn.